Welcome to From Cork with Love Adventure, the only programme from Cork, Ireland, in which you can hear what it's like to be Irish in Cork from the point of view of a totally unrepresentative man. This is Paul Amani welcoming you to the latest episode. Hello, this is a little chat about life, contemporary life in Ireland today. And I'll just like to start with the basics, which are pour milk into the tea. And let me tell you where I am. I'm in my kitchen in court. There's nobody else here. The dog isn't even here. I'm going to now sit down with a cup of tea and talk to you about modern Ireland. Oh, before I do that, I'm going to put a bit of cheese on a cracker. Mid-afternoon, 20 to 5. Pretty basic cheddar cheese. Nothing fancy, nothing strong. You never know what's going to come up in the middle of a chat about Ireland. We might even find something has happened today. Are you ready? Let's start where most Irish people like to start. The weather in Cork today is overcast. Grey and dark grey skies. The forecast is that it will not rain heavily. Maybe splatters of rain here and there. I tell you what, the oak trees outside are being blown around quite a bit. Nothing, of course, like Florence. And by that I mean Hurricane Florence or Typhoon Florence, which is causing some terrible time to people in Northern Carolina or North Carolina and other places. And in fact, what's happening in Florence, with Florence, which says here, epic amount of rainfall as Florence floods the eastern United States. Something that relates to Ireland that's going on is that there's a big row going on about fishing rights between the Republic of Ireland and Britain. And a committee in Westminster, a committee of the House of Commons and perhaps even House of Lords together, I'm not sure. It's Northern Ireland Affairs Committee, probably just the House of Commons. They've produced a report saying that the Republic of Ireland and Britain should enter talks ahead of Brexit. Make a lot of sense to have the talks before Brexit rather than wait till after Brexit because nobody knows what kind of relations there's going to be between Ireland and Britain after Brexit. The UK is going to leave the EU in 2019 and there's going to be a big impact on fishing rights and there's ongoing disagreement about access to the fishing waters. Ireland, I did not know this, has unilaterally suspended the voisinage arrangement. The voisinage arrangement allows for mutual access to Northern Ireland and Republic of Ireland boats up to six miles, six nautical miles off the coast of each country. And what happened down here in the Republic of Ireland is that the Supreme Court in Ireland ruled in 2016 that the the agreement hadn't been properly incorporated into Irish law. The UK is still using the agreement. It's committed to it. And it's working with Ireland to reinstate the agreement. But the whole thing hasn't been resolved. So goodness knows what might happen. And it's particularly tricky because there is no assembly in Northern Ireland. Now what other kind of things are in the news? What's happening in the Philippines in terms of the weather? And Typhoon Monghut, I, mean, I can't pronounce it, is, is uh, going on over there. 
a pedestrian died after being struck by what kind of a they use the word vehicle a four by four after nine o'clock last night a woman was killed the driver of the four by four was uninjured hmm. you see Ireland doesn't have all that many people and as a result of that any single death tends to get reported especially if it's a result of a road traffic accident but the great news the great positive news that will be all over the papers tomorrow is that two brothers two Irish brothers they're called O'Donovan and they're down there in I think they live in Skipperine anyway they've won at the World Rowing Championship and they Where was the World Rowing Championship played? I think it was Bulgaria or somewhere like that. Uh, Let me see. Yeah, they're from Skibbereen, which is in County Cork. And uh, I saw the race on TV. I saw a recording of the race on TV, and they won very well. Anyway, I don't know. uh, What else can I tell you? They're actually terrific, this pair. And they're brilliant to hear them being interviewed every they got great strong accents. Oh, even that in itself is a form of music. But for Ireland to have uh, a crew that has won any world championship whatsoever, that's big stuff, big stuff, and very good for national morale. There was a big protest in Wexford over mental health services. Well, big. Big in the sense that you don't get protest marches very often in Ireland today, and 200 people took part in a protest in Wexford. Wexford's a town in the southeast of Ireland. Lack of provision of mental health services. A number of local politicians took place, of course. They would want to show their support. And the, the protesters are looking for increased psychological and psychiatric services in County Wexford. And it's actually organised by a group which is called, and I love this, Wexford Mental Health Warriors. I love that. That's a good name, isn't it? Wexford Mental Health Warriors. I think that's great. It wouldn't be the only place there is sort of severe restrictions on mental health services in Cork City as well. I don't think there's anything. Oh my goodness. Here's something that gets a bit of publicity. There's a probe as Australian strawberries were sabotaged with needles. They, they, they sabotage the strawberries with sewing needles, needles and pins. My God, wow. I wonder if my good friend Georgie D in Western Australia in Perth is aware of this. Apparently wholesale prices halved to 50 cents a punnet below the cost of production in Western Australia where the strawberry crop is now peaking. I thought it was, I thought it was getting on towards... Where are we now? Where? Oh, yeah, it would be coming into spring now in Australia. Interesting. So they're bringing the strawberries on early. That must be world market conditions. Queensland is a major producer. The industry is worth $130 million a year. How interesting. Now, there are a number of types of strawberries that have been affected. The berry obsession. Berry Lysius, Donnybrook berries, Love berry, delightful strawberries, and Oasis.
brands of strawberries are believed to be affected. We don't have any. The only strawberries we get in Ireland at the moment are imported from somewhere. I can't remember where. Have you ever wondered where your photograph on Facebook or your WhatsApp or Messenger or whatever, where they're stored? Have you ever wondered about that? I thought, I'll look up a tea. Hmm, where is it? When you took a photograph on Instagram, where has it been put? If you use the Oculus Virtual Reality System, how can you connect with users while you drive out of Dublin along the motorway, the M3 motorway, and it's behind bushes in Clonee? That's where there's an extraordinarily large data centre. This is a place which has... You know, a fairly ugly thing, a huge big building with racks and racks of thousands and thousands of servers. And the tech companies, including Facebook and everything, are, are very secretive about what goes on inside these places. But they, they, they invited a group of journalists recently to go there. And the journalists have wrote, written, as you might expect, a reasonably favourable article about it. it. says, of course, you know, Facebook's very sensitive about its reputation and everything. But... Facebook people are pretty proud of what they've done. They spent $200 million on the facility in 2016, and it's the biggest, the largest construction project. These are all figures, no doubt, supplied by Facebook. 7.2 million construction hours by 1,200 workers. In fact, there were 1,550 at the peak. It's up and running. Clonny 1 and 2 were up and running, and Clonny 3 is being built at the moment. And there's a planning application gone in for Clonee 4 and 5. I wonder if that anything to do with the weather. They actually need uh, very few people to run these, this place. Very few. I mean, all that data being managed. I can only imagine that it's machines that manage it, but that you have a few people around, 300 operational staff, likely to grow by a couple of hundred more. But this is... Uh, this is 250 acres, the entire campus. And they say here that it's four point, the same as 4.2 Dublin zoos. Now, this is straight out of a press release from Facebook. The buildings are 377 metres long, the same as walking from St Stephen's Green in the centre of Dublin to Trinity College. I could give you loads and loads of figures here, but I'm reluctant to just pass on Facebook uh, information. Ireland is pretty well connected in terms of fibre. Well, I know it comes in across the Atlantic, comes into County Kerry and goes all, or is it County Cork? And obviously it's shifted up to the east east of Ireland. And there's a whole lot of stuff here about cooling systems and renewable energy. It's powered by wind energy. It's 100% powered by wind energy. They've got solar, wind and hydro globally in the last year alone. All right, so they're doing this all over the world. We don't deal in credits. We deal in real investments, said Mr. McEntergaard. Here's a description of what happens. The data travels from your phone across the mobile network, down fibre to a building just like this one, they say. These central cores of fibre then fan out through a main distribution frame room where half a million individual connections are made into the main data halls. These houses 
these house many hundreds of servers. It reminds me of Google when Google started. I remember reading the story about Google and they had a couple of, well, several, I think, aircraft hangars and they went out and they bought all these uh, pretty unwanted old computers and joined up all the central processing units with wires and they nearly ran out of the ability to to pay for the electricity. I'm not going to read all this. Oh, it's also conscious of being, Facebook is also conscious of being a good neighbour. It just launched its Community Action Grant program. Wow. It's looking, it's inviting applications for funding for projects that address community needs like STEM education or connecting people on or offline. Data centres may not have the best reputations, they say, but this is the whole point of the Facebook effort to get journalists on their side, I'm sure. But in a world where data is the lifeblood of the global economy and demand for it is rising at an exponential rate, they are and will increasingly be a necessity. So there we are. That's uh, all the news in Ireland anyway that I want to tell you about except for no, I'll have a little break and then we'll come back to the Irish presidency, which is a big thing going on at the moment. I have some really good news for you. I'm not going to talk about the Irish presidency today. I'm going to postpone the Irish presidency so you can relax if you have heard enough news from Ireland, you'll be very pleased. But if you're dying to hear what's happening in the Irish race for the Oris, because that's the name of where the president lives, Oris on Uchtaron. So it's not the race for the White House, it's the race for the Oris. We'll come back to that on another day. That was from Cork with Love Adventure, sponsored by Nobody. This is your host, Paul Omani, saying I hope it was worth your while listening. Bye for now.